0: I'm Dave, and I'm Nancy, and this is Middle Aged Wisdom,
1: where we talk about mistakes we've made,
0: lessons we've learned,
1: and sharing things we think are super cool,
0: so you can get closer to living your best life. Welcome to episode five of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom.
1: Hey, everybody. So did you ever go to a dinner party and you leave it thinking, wow, that couple or that person or that group was so interesting to talk to, I didn't want the night to end because I found them so intriguing? Yeah. Well, that happened to us this past weekend, and we're going to tell you about it. And we took away some lessons that we thought we would love to share with you. Life Lessons, we're calling them.
0: From our wiser, older, next-door neighbors. New next-door neighbors.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So this couple moved in within about a month of us. We had just recently moved as well. And we decided to have them over on our patio for some drinks and some appetizers and... um...
0: Socially distanced, of course.
1: Totally, yes, we were socially distanced. And they are older than us, so of course we're being careful. But the fun thing about having older friends is that you learn so much from them. And mm-hmm. we are so open-minded to this that we, we just love it. And we always walk away with something interesting.
0: Yeah, and that's where I think it pays for any of us to have a natural curiosity about other human beings. Because if there's one thing I've learned uh, it's that you have you can learn something from anybody you ever come across in life, and it's a matter of if you have the curiosity to ask the right questions, or even just be open to that that's true and you have something you could learn from all these different people.
1: People love talking about themselves. So if you <laughs> ask them questions and you're curious about them, mm-hmm. they will let you in. Most huh. people, I would say, right?
0: Yeah, it's flattering to have somebody be curious about you and ask questions. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, on a really quick side note we often talk about going first Mm. (laughs) and sometimes we'll say, oh my gosh, I went first eight times tonight.
0: So what would be an example of going first?
1: Going first is when you start the conversation, somebody may just be sitting there, you go up to them, you start the conversation, and the whole time, it's not a back and forth. You're just asking all the questions. Mm.
0: So you go first and second and third and fourth. And eighth and ninth mm -hmm. and 10th. Yes.
1: And so on and so
0: forth. You're being being very generous, being a very generous conversant.
1: Which I love because Mm -hmm. I love learning about people, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, a true conversation. I think that's just one of those things we should mention about, um, about this, but they, they were, they were equally interested in us as well. So that was not one of these situations. Just thought I'd bring it up since we're talking about life lessons.
0: Yeah. And uh, sometimes, uh, going first means that you're the first just to say hello to a stranger, right? You know? Cause sometimes you might pass somebody on the street and one of you has to go first and be the friendly one. Right. right. And that's, that's where it, certainly pays to go first.
1: If you listen to our other podcasts, you know that I'm an introvert, but I will always find the loner in the the audience and I will go to them. So that is one of those situations. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this dinner party. The first thing that we noticed when we walked away from them was we said, wow, they just keep reinventing themselves. Uh, They're 70 right now.
0: Yeah, about our parents' age, yep.
1: Mm -hmm. And the man he um he's gone through several careers he, they both are entrepreneurs he's gone through several careers and he keeps kind of redefining what meets his expectations right like he started out as a smaller company and he thought oh i just need to grow 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 grew into a bigger company and then eventually was like what did i do that this i'm running a rat race
0: yeah he uh, eventually got to where he had offices in three different states and he was talking about how it just felt like he was flying around the country. And this was back in the 80s. So imagine having offices in three different states when there's no email, there's no Internet, oh, okay. any of that. Maybe maybe you're lucky to have a pager. You don't have a cell phone. And he, he kind of described it like it felt like I was having to feed the beast all the time. And what I thought was kind of cool about that was every decade or so or every so often being open to your mind changing about what success means to you or about what it looks like right? I just thought that was so cool. So what did he do? He It's really cool. So
1: then he said, okay, I'm going to redefine this to a smaller group. And then he kind of just kind of catered it to exactly what was comfortable, relaxing, fun, and something that he can do for a really long time, which is why he's 70 and he's still doing it.
0: Yeah. I think he said now he just has the one office and there's only like seven people and all but one or two of them have have part ownership in the company and he said he's doing they're doing their best work he's ever done in his career and he's just loving it. I just thought that was so cool that he was open to reinventing himself periodically and, and now here he is and
1: it's amazing. You know. I mean so many people out there can probably relate to that that I was called the hamster wheel. I'm the, I'm on the hamster wheel of life and I'm on the hamster wheel at work and you just keep going and going and going. COVID has slowed us down. And I think a lot of people have recognized that life doesn't have to be a rat race like that. So maybe some people are in the, the process of reinventing themselves during this time.
0: Yeah. And for some people too, and, I, and I'd say that's true for Nance and I, is that uh, reinvention doesn't necessarily mean you need to change careers or completely change up something about your job, but it could mean that there's some creative endeavor or something else that you decide, you know what, I want to do more of that. And I want to, I want to get into that more. And I think, uh, well, I know
1: yours, but (laughs) I want to ask you on air what that is. So tell, tell everyone what that is.
0: What my reinvention is. Yes. Well, it's really choosing creative endeavors. Uh, for me, there's, they're generally centered around various forms of storytelling, uh, most prominent, (laughs) (laughs) just cut to the chase. Like I'm just kidding. uh... I'm just kidding. Well, it is a story thing, but it's both mostly a video. So I've been doing a lot of film work this this year, and that's like writing something, filming it, editing it. And it's mostly for professional purposes and that sort of thing. And luckily, I've found an outlet for that that also supports my work. Uh, but that's just been really, really rewar- rewarding, and it's been sort of a way of reinventing a part of myself in, in my 40s.
1: But don't you find that, I know this about you, but that you just get totally lost in this. This is one mm-hmm. of those things that you're so passionate about that when you're doing it, you don't even know how much time passes.
0: Yeah, it's it's for me, it's almost like, especially when I'm editing a video, it almost feels like if somebody's in the zone putting a puzzle together, that's kind of what it feels like for me. And then maybe the picture is in my head and I'm just assembling all the pieces to make it Make it look right. But for you, Nance, the reinvention here in our early forties is I think it's
1: this. Yeah. You know, it's this. It's podcasting, it's connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Dentistry is an interesting profession because although it's very hands on, um, and it's very an art- artistic and creative profession because we're creating things with our hands.
0: She makes teeth sometimes, like she actually has to carve Which is very soothing and relaxing. Yeah, she gets to make somebody's tooth and try to make it look like some like their other tooth. When she was it when you make a temporary.
1: Uh, Well, a temporary. I don't do that so much anymore, but but you know the front teeth if somebody chips it or something. It's Mm -hmm. so fun to make it look like the others or if they're a weird shape when they come in and they sometimes they'll come in looking like a cone mm. and you have to build them up. I just one of those the other day and they're really relaxing and fun and so
0: it's like cool. you're sculpting their face. But it is. but like well their tooth, but part their of their tooth. face. It's really fun. An important part of their face. So
1: that's part of it that I love. But mm. the other part of it that we've kind of lost during COVID is the connection and the relationships. Um, we learn so much about people and so much about their families and who they are and um in what, dental
0: in the dental office you mean yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. but this is kind of my outlet now mm-hmm. unmasked and able to reach out to people and find that connection yeah. and it's been really really fun um just getting to know people that i've never met before but um that will sometimes you know you look at their page or you look at their their podcast or they look at yours and it's really really cool
0: yeah well and that's one of the parts i think for dentistry that you've told me you really enjoy is that uh, you know, when people sit in a dental chair, it's a very vulnerable feeling. People often feel when they sit back and open their mouth, and you come at them with these drills and shiny metal things, and you you really get to know people in an interesting way, but. I think with this pandemic, with all the PPE you got to wear, I mean, you got to dress like an astronaut pretty much. You're kind of missing that, aren't you?
1: Yeah. So I think that that's why this is my outlet now. And this is why, I mean, we started it because we wanted to give everybody a boost. And Mm -hmm. we want people to have businesses when they're gone, when they're, when this pandemic is over. Mm -hmm. And so um, this one I want to motivate people, you know, to kind of keep their businesses going, mm-hmm. so there is a business to come back to next year. But at the same time, it's also my way of connecting with people, which is also really, really invigorating and fun for me.
0: Yeah, and sharing something we've learned. So, right. so yeah, reinventing yourself and not being afraid to do that. It doesn't have to mean uh, a total change of career or anything like that. But it's like you know, I used to. This is a new thing I want to do. and don't feel weird about it. Right, right. right. Yeah. You be you. You be you. <laughs> that's what that's about. That's right. Yeah.
1: The other thing that was really interesting, was so we'll call this number two, would be to create a space where you feel like you can be your best or do yeah. your best. Mm-hmm. For them, they have the coolest house. I mean, their decor, you come into our house and it's so plain because- I personally get tired of things so quickly. Like if I put a painting up, in a month I'll say, I don't know if I like that anymore. And you you spend some money on it and it's really frustrating and annoying. So right now our walls are blank. Mm-hmm. Nothing, just the sky outside to look at.
0: Nance is warming up to decorating, yeah, slowly. Yeah,
1: um, but when you go into their house, it's beautiful. It, you walk in, and it's kind of like going into one of those staged homes when mm-hmm. you're on like a home tour, and you go in, and everything you look at, you're like, "Wow, look at that! That looks perfect there. That fits exactly where it should, right mm-hmm. there." Um, but they created a space where they're both inspired to be creative. Mm-hmm. And um, for her, that's with um, with clothing and design, and for him, that's with design and art. Mm-hmm. And it's a very cool, invigorating space.
0: Mm-hmm. So in their in their garage, they have one of those three car garages, but where the third stall, it isn't. It's a two door, two car door, but then it's a tandem garage. So in the back tandem space, instead of being where you would park a car, you actually walled it off. And he turned it into this really amazing and gorgeous art studio. And when we walked in there, it just made me want to grab some paint and start going and creating. And I, I felt like it was really akin to that feeling you get when you put on a fancy outfit or a certain pair of shoes or whatever it is where you feel invigorated or empowered or in character, confident in a certain way. And we just thought it was so cool how they had created spaces in their home that created that feeling for them we thought that was so cool
1: it inspired us to do a little something different with one of our rooms um and that like doing a video studio maybe we should do that no that's what dave said when we came home he said (laughs) he he wants to make one of our rooms a video studio no he totally can um but um (laughs)
0: she's just she's just trying to humor me
1: (laughs) but it was it was so um engaging to us that when we came home i said hey i i have our next podcast and um I, I literally did. And it was one mm. of those things where it just got my mind going. I don't know what it was. I don't know if they were pumping smells in there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> we provided the food and drink, so it's not like they fed us something. They were just no. really elegant, interesting, cool people. We were only there
1: for like five minutes. But that is the kind of um of thing we're talking about. Like excitement and invigoration and what makes you like get up and go. Yeah. And that could mean, I think, color for some people. I think it could mean decor for some people. For me, it's light. If Mm -hmm. I have natural light in a space, that is what makes me really creative and want to keep going. And and I can work forever if I'm in a really light, bright room.
0: Yeah. And for other people, it might be maybe a home gym where you put put certain pictures on the wall or whatever it is that's going to inspire you And whatever it is you're wanting to get into to reinvent yourself. What's
1: yours? Like a green screen? On the wall? Yeah. Is that your your thing in your room?
0: Well, I think it is now because it's pretty handy for making movies. But
1: (laughs) It is, but let me just tell you. Dave took some pictures um, of us just messing around the other day, and Mm -hmm. I have a green halo around every one of my hair looks green. Yeah, I had
0: her in front of the green screen to take some pictures, and maybe she was too close to the green screen, so it's like you get this green glow (laughs) on her hair, and it's just hard to... It's hard to trim that out. It's a beautiful it, she, alien glow. She, she starts losing hair in Photoshop pretty quick, <laughs> just strand by strand. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll back up on that studio for now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't be a dream killer, Nancy. Don't, <laughs> I know. This don't is supposed to kill be my dreams.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, so last but not least, and this is one that I wish I would have known when I was 20. Hmm. This is do not listen to what other people think about your dreams and your desires and what you want to do with your life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Theirs was kind of funny, but the, this is my take home, but theirs wasn't as deep as what I just said. But um, go ahead and tell their story. Their story is kind of funny.
0: Well, yeah, if you have a vision of something, uh, sometimes you'll have people around you, whether it's friends or family or whatever. And they may be detractors of whatever it is you're talking about. And oftentimes it's just because they have a lack of imagination or vision. They have trouble envisioning what you're talking about, right? But that doesn't mean you should listen, right? So, so anyway, our neighbors, they had this big, wide, like 20 foot, 5 foot by 25 foot concrete patio that was getting poured. And in the contract for the house, they made sure, they said, you know what? We want to have saw cut lines in the concrete to make it look like tile, you know, when you pour a big expanse of concrete like that, you have to cut in with a saw, the concrete on a grid pattern of every like five, eight, 10 feet square. And that's just to control cracking because the concrete's gonna crack. And so these extra grid lines that he wanted saw cut in there weren't for cracking, but he's just, he wanted it to look like tile. And so, right. so Nance, how of the contractor- So the contractor,
1: like, he's just funny. You yeah. know, he- he's Great he's guy, but- Great you know, guy, he's the same one that yeah. built our house too. And, um, you would ask him something and then you were like, did he hear me? Did, and then mm-hmm. two days later it'll be done. Like he'll have someone come out. He won't have any kind of correspondence. He won't respond to your email. He won't respond to your phone call, but it gets done. He just does it. He just does that's it. That's great. And yeah. That's just how he works. So he had said, I don't think you should do that. I... We don't do that. I don't think you want to do that. And he kept trying to talk him out of it, talk him out of it. Out
0: of saw cutting the lines. He's like, you don't, you don't need to do that. We don't usually, we've never done that. Why would, why would you do that?
1: So eventually, you know, the guy said, listen, it's in our contract. You're going to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to do it really good. And it's going to be great. Yeah. So fast forward, they get it all done. And um, the contractor comes over to look at the done product, the finished product. And he says, yeah.
0: And he's like, Wow, it looks like tile. That looks cool. <laughs> so he's like of course it
1: does he's like yeah i i designed it i picked it out like i figured it out yeah yeah it looks great
0: it's a it's amazing huh how that worked out like
1: (laughs) yeah and and then this other thing he had this um he's very artistic and and has a great eye for art and he had this black concrete ball outside and he said i want this concrete ball made and he's like why and he's like uh because i i it um to kind of even out the space and even out the look where the eye goes and he's like but wait what does it do
0: yeah the contractors <laughs> like what do you do with it He's <laughs> like,
1: nothing you just it's nice it looks it cool
0: just looks nice and I want it so do it
1: <laughs> and so he just kind of threw his hands up in the air the contractors in, and walked away and they got it done and it looks amazing I mean everything yeah. looks amazing yeah um but to take this a little bit deeper one of the things that i feel has swayed my life a lot that i wish i knew when i was 20 and now in my 40s i don't really care much about what people think Mm. it's one of those things that if someone said why are you doing a podcast uh you're it's never going to be anything or it's so hard to make it or whatever it is right now i'm just kind of like i don't really care what you say i'm going to do what i want to do this is fun for us this is our outlet um, it doesn't matter much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in my 20s, I think I was so swayed by what I thought I was supposed to do and um, the direction that would make everybody else around me happy. And um, and not that I don't love what I do, but these other outlets, you know, I think are ways to um, redefine maybe what I would have pursued more mm-hmm. had I've known this, you know, or how if I would have had the confidence to like think it when I was younger.
0: Well, and I can totally relate to that because I, I grew up in a small town in rural Nebraska and my, for me it was like my idea of what was possible for my future was very limited and it's, you know, I didn't have a hard upbringing or anything like that, but you're, you only get exposed to so many different kinds of people and so many different kinds of possibilities in rural Nebraska. And so I think for me at the time, I could say that my lack of an imagination held me back a little bit, but I can say that my whole life I've I've been in, totally in love with movies and storytelling, and now here in my 40s, I have an outlet for it, and I'm able to scratch that itch, so to speak. And right now, it's kind of a hobby, and I don't know that I'll uproot our family and make us move to California yet. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, like 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 with you, Nance, if I would have had a different mindset when I was younger, who knows? But that being said, here we are. We're and, still very happy yeah, and very yeah, content, and we yeah. ended
1: up in a great spot. But I think we're just sharing this, that if anyone younger should happen to listen to this, that it's um, it's okay to find something that you're very, very passionate about and follow that dream, because you can, you can make it whatever you want it to be.
0: Yeah, or even somebody that's older, whatever age you are, it is never too late to decide to pivot and reinvent yourself and, and say, you know what? every you know the last 10 years have gone like however they've gone and that doesn't mean 10 years from now which is a long time
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know where where might you want to be 10 years from now there's the possibilities are are amazing right you know?
1: remember when we um when we were living in our old house and we told people we wanted to move for the first time, we lived in this, we finally had made it, right? Quote, unquote, made it. Mm -hmm. And we had this amazing house and it's kind of in the neighborhood that everybody wanted to be in. It was really sought after, had this house way too big for a family of three. Mm -hmm. And so many rooms we never even looked at, never used, just got really dusty. We were there for nine years. And the one day, Dave came home from work and I just said, I, I'm just done. Like I mm-hmm. have to move. Yeah. And um and we talked about it and why and and what what does this look like? And the main part of it was I was just tired of taking care of something all day that um didn't give me anything back.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it was great when we had everyone there from our family. when was that? Like once every five years?
0: Oh, I mean, even, even anytime we had visitors, you still didn't use the whole house. Never. So it was just kind of silly. Yeah. It was just
1: too much and when we told people we were going to do that our family our friends our neighbors at the time people thought just we were crazy like Mm -hmm. they thought we were bankrupt like oh my god they don't you know they lost all their money they have to move
0: yeah because we were we decided to sell it and also downsize to a place about i don't know a little over half the size yeah yeah and everybody and that was a common thing people were like projecting themselves into our situation and being like oh i couldn't imagine Right. downsizing or moving like why would you want to do that
1: you're like, only you're only 40 yeah why would you do that
0: oh my gosh is everything okay yeah
1: and it and, and we've never looked back this is just us like mm-hmm. we don't need a huge house this is um this is very comfortable for us we can still have visitors but it was so much of a projection of what they wanted but you sometimes you just got to go out and just do what you need to do for you or your family or what makes you feel whole Mm-hmm. and um, happy. I and mean, that's all That's all that This Is Life is about. It's not about pleasing other people.
0: That's right. And so getting back to our wiser, older neighbors, they uh, were very, very cool, and we look forward to getting to know them better, but they kind of triggered all of these thoughts in ourselves. And in many ways, I, I can say, I hope by seeing them and meeting them, it's, it's a glimpse into our future. Like, I want to be, those guys were cool. I want to be like them when I'm 70.
1: Right. You just want to be as um, uplifting and as creative, and um, just open-minded to everything. You know, as you get older, with every decade that passes.
0: Yeah, and having guts to having, rein, reinvent yourself every now and then, like guts, did. love it. Yeah.
1: Yes. So on that note, I hope that these things are, will at least make you think, right? Because that's what it made us do was Mm -hmm. it made us think really deep about things that we find important and lessons that, that we learn just from that little interaction. Maybe you'll go out and talk to someone new and find out some more and interesting things because this life has so much to offer and so many um, interesting stories to hear and so much to learn.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So until next time, thanks so much for listening.
0: See you then.